0: And welcome to another episode of all bad Films all right so we're doing our Sundance review here for this episode and we're joined uh, with a slew of people uh, Todd Margot and Lindsay and uh, I'm your host hey and of course you've heard from us from so many weeks in a row uh, but here's the thing that I'll
1: I'll wow, add real quick I
2: mentioned McKenna.
1: Well no he's <laughs> <Yeah>. going to <laughs> He's segueing. Yeah he didn't uh,
0: finish <laughs> <laughs> The 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 reason I, I I fumbled a little bit is because Drew technically has recorded us with us before. I just haven't released the episode because there's some weird editing I had to do because it, Craig was acting a fool. Um the recording software we use, but yes, Drew and McKenna are here for theoretically their first times. Both of them drew in a different way, but yeah, McKenna. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <Hello. laughs>
3: Thank you. Thank um, you so much.
0: <laughs> no, Of course. Um, and we're going to get right into it. Uh, we have five superlatives. Uh, some of us have five, maybe some of us don't uh, whatever. But then after that, we're going to do um, best director, best actor, and then best film, each of us. Uh, hopefully it's not too long of an episode, but uh, we'll we'll see where it takes us. All right, um, with that said, Todd, I'm gonna let you go first with your first superlative.
1: Okay, my first sufer- superlative, excuse me, was most likely to give me a toothache. So, because it's so sweet, uh, it was a really uh, sweet movie that I liked. It was called Marvelous and the Black Hole. Uh, so this was a film about a girl who is dealing with her mom's death and is really angsty and learns to calm down and chill because of the power of street magic. So I think partially I liked this film just because I like magic, which is an incredibly cool thing about me. But also, uh, I just liked Rhea Perlman. I thought the performances were pretty good, and I just thought it was an all-around sweet movie. Uh, it reminds me of like, if a Disney co- uh, Channel original movie got a little edgier uh, and allowed a couple curse words. And uh, so if that's a vibe you're into, I liked that movie. <laughs> nice. And uh, just just as a
0: reminder, um, some of these things, like, they're, they're more or less going to be, like, p- plotline spoilers. So if you want to know nothing, um, what are you doing clicking on this episode, I suppose? Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, if you want to know nothing probably dip out of here. But we're not we're not going to be like uh oh, the the Titanic sinks at the end. Nothing like that, but yeah, just a reminder. Uh, with that said, Drew, what is going to be your first superlative?
4: Hi. Um so my first superlative is the best movie with anthropomorphic animals. Um and there <laughs> there were a handful that kind of qualified. Um but I picked a Strawberry Mansion. Um
0: it's yes. a,
4: it's it's a movie that's all about just like this really dreamy mood and it has this super strange like really earnest sense of comedy um and throughout like the main characters like recording dreams or like going through people's memories and like to reveal for like tax reason it's a weird sci-fi premise but um when when he's in some of those memories, he sees like weird like frogs playing jazz and rat sailors and stuff, and it's so charming, and it it, it was just like a really really fun touch with the movie. So, uh, it, it was just one of the many things I loved with it.
0: Nice. I thought we were gonna get our first. Uh, well, actually, I I won't even say it yet because because <laughs> Margot may mention him later um <laughs> for another film. Uh but Margo, what's your first superlative?
2: So mine is most likely to succeed and it's uh Pliny from Crypto Zoo. Yeah <laughs> this <laughs> is what I was talking <laughs> about. Not Pliny. Not Pliny <laughs> my boy. That's my boy. He, he is the best character in Crypto zoo He's just a torso with a face and he is really gonna make it in the world. I can see it.
3: Yeah. Oh I'm God. making a plushie of
2: Pliny. So oh, I drew a, I drew a picture of him holding a gun and posted it on my Instagram story, and the director liked it. So
0: nice. Uh, so we have we have confirmation from Dash mm-hmm. that uh he he's here for the Pliny stand.
2: So. <laughs> I'm a Pliny stand first, And a human second. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Um, okay, so, so this first one that I have, in fairness, I don't think any film can reach the heights of this, um, but I have most likely to be the next Cats 2019, um, and of course you guys all know about Cats, everybody regarded it as disaster, some people went for fun, uh, I think we're gearing up for the same case for uh, our hashtag J, um, <laughs> you know. which, which is... <laughs> Going no to be hated is- by a lot of people, um, but I kind of think it's, it's semi fun, and I think embraces the premise. Um, but yeah, I, now
5: imagine cats with Instagram stories. Uh, oh my Well, let's not go that far, Lindsay.
0: <laughs> we don't want to lose listeners here. But yeah, no, I, I I tried to slot in because I I don't think it's the most innovative. Um, and I don't think I think someone will probably write a piece about, oh, well, our, our hashtag J is changing the industry or whatever. And it's like, well, there's not going to be any more of these movies, but it was a one one off Shakespeare thing. I'm here for it. But uh, Lindsay. Oh, sorry. what, <laughs> what, what I- Oh,
3: no, I was just going to say it's like the hardcore Henry where it was like, oh, he's the- <laughs> a first person point of view. It's changing. And like, no, no one's ever going to do that again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hardcore Henry, you're in good company <laughs> with, with our hashtag J. Um, Lindsay, what is what is your first superlative?
5: Um, My first superlative was for the best angsty performance. And I Ooh. gave that to Mia Ketch. I don't know if I said that right. From Marvelous in the Black Hole. She was the lead character. She was so good at being an angsty teenager. I really felt <laughs> for her.
1: I did too. I liked her a lot. Yeah.
5: Yeah, she was, was so, so good. good. I I really really liked that movie, and I thought she was so great.
1: In the Q and A, she's like the most precocious, like sweet seeming person. So it was, Aww. it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, it funny. was it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> makes the performance all all the
0: better. But great pick! Wow, marvelous has two awards so far. Um, and of course, you know, uh, not all of these awards are gonna be good things, but um, <laughs> Kenna, what is your first uh, superlative?
3: Okay, My first superlative, uh, and I won't go too far into it because I know Marco may or may not have a similar superlative, but uh, it's most likely to be someone's gay awakening. And that <laughs> <laughs> and that goes goes to Mayday without a doubt. Um, the just deep, deep homoeroticism of that entire movie. Uh, yep. Somebody's going to watch that and realize that they like women and I support that.
0: <laughs> you beat me to the punch. I, I have my next one's a, well, actually I'll, I'll, I'll my next sizzle one's it, it even more, I guess, but, um, yeah, no great pick. <laughs> Oh, but we're going to have to circle back uh so McKenna what's your what's your second one
3: Okay my second one is most likely to be weaponized by a stoner to make them seem like no. they have deep obscure taste and this goes to cryptozoo I think obviously <laughs> uh- <laughs> uh yeah that one. the whole time i was just like can we stop letting stoners uh white boy stoners make movies just for like a little bit i just need a bit of a break
1: here (laughs) i just want to say i reject that as a white boy stoner but i you (laughs) know like whatever
0: (laughs) i i was a little worried that because i think i think one that could fall into that is strawberry mansion um (laughs) i was afraid i was afraid yeah, I, I hope it doesn't end in in the wrong <laughs> hands.
3: Um. Okay, so I, I you you were saved because I did not get to see Strawberry Mansion. I'm disappointed oh, about what? that. Yeah, I th- you were saved because I missed that one. I'm very upset about it though, because. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out how to watch it eventually but
0: yeah yeah look I, with with Strawberry Mansion we can go ahead and talk about this a little bit. We all saw it at the at the same time we all like picked the same slot to watch it as. I'm not saying the group of people that we had together were largely influential in raising that score, but it was lower before we got our final scores in. And then it went up significantly with everybody else thinking it's a good movie now. So uh, we all have decide. the top reviews. We do. That's what I love because <laughs> the top review was some guy that was like, eh, this is weird. I don't like it. And I was like, get out of here. I was, <laughs> I was trying to think of a name that was like four letter white guy name. And then I saw Todd and Drew and I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, it um, seems
5: like there were only two friend groups that watched at the same time, and we were the superior friend group. For sure.
1: We were. <laughs> kinda, <laughs> it's kind of like we're gods. But... No, Todd. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry.
0: I apologize. No. We gotta save that for later. We can't <laughs> spoil that now. Um, <laughs> Lindsay, what is your second superlative?
5: Okay, kind of, I guess, piggybacking off of McKenna's. <laughs> Um, it's who I would most want to be trapped in a hole with, and oh I went with Mia Goth. <laughs> oh my god, that would be a, vac- a vacation resort with Mia Goth. <laughs> I oh just think god. that would be fun. <laughs> you could eat bananas.
0: Yeah, bananas <laughs> and chicken nuggs, um, which will make no sense um, until maybe we bring up the. Uh, the the movie later um but uh my second superlative uh and this this might listen if you're if you're listening to this and you have seen the film i you might disagree with me on this um but i have most likely to become the next Zack snyder um which is contentious uh i'm not gonna lie because you know Zack snyder's thought of as A certain box now that is the Justice League release Snyder Cut Uh, but before then you gotta remember like one of his first movies was 300 um, which was largely praised for just a different vision Um, and I'm trying to pull up the director's name uh, right now Um, but for whatever reason the internet is not working with me uh, because that is going to be the director of Mayday Karen Senor I think is the next Zack Snyder because I think she has a fantastic vision. And I don't think, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I would love for a studio just to be like, Hey, you're in charge of this universe. Now do whatever you want. Like if she's put in charge of the DCEU, I will basically become Snyder, like not a Snyder fan, but whatever that is for Karen. Like I I want the release, the Karen cut. Um, So, (laughs) I'm I'm a hundred percent here for everything she does because this movie is I, it's just bonkers and the budget seems insane for someone that only made an eight minute short before. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? I can. Say. I really
4: I like it. Like yeah. Mayday was really confident, especially just like how visual it was. So I I can definitely see where you're coming from there.
1: I would love to see her do a Star Wars story, uh, if if they were gonna have because yeah, I think she would do a good job with something like that. I don't I know. I, I think I, th- I think Star Wars has
0: already you know uh, checked off its lesbian quota from episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: if if they ever so you're this is probably the like token Star Wars stand in this chat right now. Um, oh, I, I like will. Star Wars. <laughs> If they yeah, ever be I mean, sort of. As- I, <laughs> I have a Star Wars tattoo. Um, if they ever make a live action adaption of the Dr. Aphra comics, it's gotta be Karen because those comics mm.
0: are <laughs>
3: so gay. Like, not even like gay coded, like full on two women making out. Like, it's. Mm. I would love that. And it's also about, like, an archaeologist who's, just, like, real shady. And that's such a, like, concept. I don't know. I'm just, when you said that, that was where my brain went. I was like, if they ever make live action Dr. Aphra, it's got to be her. Nice. Nice. Um, all
0: right, Margo, what's your second superlative?
2: All right. Um, continuing with the Mayday talk. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, most likely to be gay, and it's Mia Goth and Mayday. <laughs> oh my
5: god <laughs> Mia is racking up these awards
0: <laughs> Yeah that's it, like, two already you, Wow good for her I will
5: recite my
2: review for Mayday verbatim Which is just Mia Goth gets a script And says is it okay if I make this character gay And then doesn't wait for an answer Like everything <laughs> I've seen her in She is just completely gay Suspiria? Gay Emma? Gay Mayday? Really fucking gay Every character she does is gay. She,
0: she really, she really has a knack for that. Um, it's her, it's a special talent.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh man, well, yeah, wow, you said it, Lindsay. Um, just picking up awards left and right already. Mia Goth, Bravo, um, <laughs> <laughs> Drew. What is going to be your second superlative?
4: Uh, my second is. The So Bad it's Unironically Good Award, which goes to our hashtag J. Yes! Second yes. award! <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like the Cats factor for me, because like when you mentioned the whole the next Cats thing, it was that's kind of what I was thinking of. It's just so confident in doing something so weird and strange and kind of dumb with the story it's telling, that I, I can't help but just love it. It was so fun.
0: Can I add one thing on our hashtag J, I guess? Cause this is yeah. I didn't put it in my review. I kinda wish this movie wasn't dealing with I wish this was like a Mercurio Mercurio movie instead of Romeo uh and Juliet story. Just because like all of his ste- scenes like this is what works in this style of filmmaking that you're like. I'm I'm not going to lie. Dude, if I have to see another text message in a movie, I'm out. I'm done with that stuff. Like, <laughs> uh, But a great, great pick. And our yeah. hashtag J with, with two awards so
1: far. Uh, Todd, what's going to be your second superlative? Sure. So back to Gay Topics. This oh is God. the uh, well <laughs> this is slightly different this is a slightly different award. It it touches with this. It's the wait a second, am I into this guy award? And yeah. uh, does anybody want to guess who it is? I
0: know I know <laughs> it has to be Todd <laughs> okay. because I feel the same. All <laughs> right. We all the
1: same. It's, it's boss.
0: It's, <laughs> boss. Oh, yeah, it's, awesome
1: it's right. boss yeah, yeah. I cannot <gasps> say his name or do it, but I'll try. Thanabob. Lir Atana Kajorn from the movie One for the Road. This dude is just awesome. He's hot. He's everything. I loved that movie. It was a fun watching experience. He's This guy's the best. People need to see this movie for boss.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh, my yeah. God. He's just so, like, he's so suave without mm-hmm. even trying.
4: Yeah, yeah, so charismatic. It, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, um, I loved him. <laughs> I, that that's a movie that uh might be on here later um but for maybe not uh the best reason Um uh, but no i i do love boss and i i think that movie should be watched but i hope it i hope it gets bought by netflix because i feel like that would give it more of an audience um than some of the other options but we'll we'll go back around snake style uh todd what is going to be your third uh superlative
1: my third superlative is the no, you're crying. No, fuck you, really, you're crying, not me. Okay, I'm crying. That's the award, and it goes <laughs> to Coda. Uh, specifically, there's a scene in Coda that I'll try to avoid uh, spoilers, I guess, too much. But there's a lot of singing in it, and uh, there's just I know a what you're about. huh? I know. What yeah, you're there, about. there's just a scene that involves. Uh, a very loving way of of w- experiencing somebody else's talent and even talking about it is causing me to well up a little bit and uh yeah it's just not normally the sort of movie that i'm into but it's just i loved it i thought it was so good and there were three scenes that got to me and that scene especially got to me so yeah nice
0: awesome yeah awesome uh and drew what is going to be your third one
4: My third is the best movie to feel awkward watching with your parents, which is also for Coda. Um, It might be a bit of a weird one, but it's like very much a family movie, and I really loved it. And I think that it's one that's going to do really well, just like with award stuff and with like just the way it handles its subject matter, because it's just a coming of age movie that's like about that that family. And I think. I think a lot of people are going to be interested in it, but it's also like kind of a really raunchy comedy for a lot of it too. There, there's like some really funny jokes with the, uh, the dad, especially. So I think that um, there, there's going to be some people who like see it and it might kind of surprise them with how funny and how crude it gets at times, but like in a good way, it, it adds a lot to the movie makes it feel really lively.
0: Sure. Yeah, I, I I heard what you were saying, Margo. I also thought Drew was gonna say pleasure, and I was like, Drew, don't watch that with your mom
3: That was where my brain went immediately to. I was like, oh no, pleasure. Like
4: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a chance for that one, no.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you you missed out on that one. Um, Margo, what's gonna be your third uh relative?
2: This one's kind of similar to Lindsay's second one, but it's uh, most likely to be put in a hole and then trapped there forever by me specifically, and it's John from John in the Hole.
0: No! Yes!
2: Because <laughs> I don't like him. And I think he's he doing it for his own medicine. I'm not even going to bring him nuggets. I'm just going to throw a banana at him really hard.
1: <laughs>
2: and oh, if it splatters, so, so- he just has to pick up the pieces
0: if you if you couldn't tell already um with the reactions uh with our dearest best boy John um i wouldn't go that far one of us loves this movie uh the rest of us not so much um on the same page
3: um, <laughs> there's always uh, that one <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm wrong. Look, I'll, I so many people have tr- have told me the lobster is great, and I didn't think it was great. And now I think this is great, and I it's similar vibes. But whatever, who cares? Um, great pick. I I think he's worthy of being put in the hole. You you are correct. Thank you. Um, my third superlative is uh, this might be bad, but. Um, and that film is going, or the winner is going to go to How it ends, um, which is another one that we slotted together. Um, and a lot of people uh, did not really care for it at all, I think partially because uh, the humor is very like, haha, I'm I'm quirky, like kind of new girl taken to the extreme. Um, I kind of like those jokes. Those work with me. But on top of this, the reason, like, if it just had only the jokes, I think I would say this, I think I would walk away from saying this is a mid to bad movie. Um, however, the premise that it ties into the story with, um, I think elevates it for me a whole lot more um, because that's something that I thought about uh, a lot just in writing to use that as like an expression to reflect on your life. Um and this doesn't do it necessarily the way that I want to do it in a, in a script that I'm writing. But it was still cool to see it like, oh, hey, this is an idea that, you know, it's actually exists on screen. Um, and I'm I'm sure it's somewhere on film, but that's the first time I've seen it. But I'm bouncing around it because we will see it in the movie. But, um, yeah, uh, so that's probably the only one that's going to how it ends, <laughs> um, unless, oh. unless Winston gets an award. Let's uh, see. Lindsay, what is going to be your uh, third superlative?
5: My third is the worst ex-girlfriend. And I gave that to Lane from Montbell, My Beauty. Oh <laughs> my because, god. oh my god, she sucks. <laughs> Horrible like at communication life. and just very emotionally manipulative and weird. Um, So he gets an award for that.
1: Can I tell you, I was trying to recast that movie the whole time. because uh, She I was thought,
5: so bad.
1: You know who I think would be awesome in that role is Tessa Thompson. Oh. Just insane. a random yeah. thought, but I, I could just picture her in a role like that, and I liked it. So, yeah, that okay. was what I came to.
5: My brain was just like, she feels like off-brand Kristen Stewart, so maybe just put the real <laughs> Kristen Stewart in here. It's true.
0: Works. <laughs> no, <Nice>. but Lindsay... <laughs> Lindsay, if they put Kristen Stewart, then they wouldn't know she was a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> How did Oh, my God. Oh, man. All right, uh, McKenna, what is going to be your third superlative?
3: Okay, my third super... Oh, my God, I can <laughs> My third superlative is going to be most likely to target me specifically. Uh, and again, this is going... Uh, marvelous in the black hole. It's they're racking up awards. Um wow. I th- think that's at three now. But this was actually my the way I started Sundance was with marvelous, and Margot actually was the one who told me about it and was like, "You should check out this movie because it's directed by somebody who wrote for Steven Universe." And then I looked up, you know, like the little bio and stuff, and I saw Kate Song, who also directed the short film um, So You've Grown Attached, which is one of my favorite short films ever. So I had to watch it. I absolutely had to watch it. And the whole time I was just like, oh, it's a coming of age story about like an angsty teenager who like tattoos herself. Ah, this is targeting me. (laughs) This is McKenna Core right here. (laughs) So that is the movie that specifically called me out.
0: (laughs) Oh, we, we love a call-out like that. Um, <laughs> and we're actually going to circle back, because, um, Snake, so if you want to give your fourth, McKenna.
3: All right. So my fourth is No Thought, Head Empty, but Pretty Set and Lighting. Uh, and that goes to The Blazing World, because it was a boring, <laughs> boring movie. I do not – I could not tell you,
2: you. – Oh. i'm sorry
3: i could not tell you what happened in that movie i lost interest really easily but every time i looked at it i was like oh that's a pretty shot <laughs> like oh that's pretty that looks nice so that's that is my my next one is blazing world i'd honestly almost forgot that i had watched it until i looked at my letterbox reviews But. Oh
0: my God. It was (laughs) really pretty. How dare you!
3: (laughs) It was pretty. I will (laughs) say that. It was pretty. I don't care about it besides that.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. The Blazing (laughs) World getting a nominee here. Yay. (laughs) Uh, Lindsay, what is going to be your fourth uh, superlative?
5: Fourth is for the best Instagram live moment. And I gave that to Mercutio's Queen Mab speech because that was amazing. It was like legitimately good. (laughs) So good. It was so good. The lighting, the intensity in his eyes—it was just yeah, great. See that moment.
0: That's what I mean. Like they, every every scene they used with him was—I just felt like way more
1: creative.
5: Yeah. Especially
1: just. um, Oh, go for it. Oh, go ahead. One of the best parts in the movie is when he's doing a, when they're getting ready for the party and he's uh, like putting on makeup and getting dressed for like the day of the dead party. And he's saying all these like beautiful, he's just doing a great job. I love that guy. And then he just get a, t- uh, uh, Romeo gets a text from Ben Folio that says, what the fuck is he talking about? Do you remember? that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The,
0: the Instagram live feed uh, is also like if there, if there's one of these, that I would give out for like a a pause worthy moment Um, just to see the chat, (laughs) all the messages. But yeah, no, that was a, that was a great moment. Um, Okay. So this one is uh, the you had us in the first half, Uh, obviously from the football guy meme where they came back and won. Uh, This goes to the film that I thought, Hey, this is great. I'm loving this. Um, and then the second half happened, and I was like, "Ooh, not not, not as good." Um, even though I still, I still, in fairness, I still kind of liked the second half. I didn't think it was bad, um, but it it grabbed me so much. And that's uh, we're all going to the World's Fair, um, which during the first half of this movie, uh, I was tense, I was fearful, um, I was connected to it because this is not obviously like and i tried to make this clear in the review because there's some crazy stuff that happens in this movie some of the stuff like happened when i was looking at like internet creepy pasta stuff like i got really into the slender man lord just because there was a series called marble hornets that they post videos and they were like the blair witch type stuff i just i don't know what it is but like people tell me like hey Like Blair Witch is fake, but they tricked everybody. And then I watched the Blair Witch and I'm like, no, this is real. Like, there's something in my brain that it just has that, like, uh, just way to be like, no, this is real. I can believe this or whatever. Um, So I really liked it in the first half, but uh, not as much in the the second as, but I I think it does something really interesting. Um, But with that said, we're going to move to Margo. What is your fourth?
2: Well, get ready for another one for Worlds Fair because it's most likely to be my sleep paralysis demon, and it's Casey, oh <laughs> and we're all going to the Worlds Fair. <laughs> Just that one scene—if you've seen it, you know the scene. That one scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely a uh, one to give out for Worlds Fair. I- I'm curious to listen back to the director's um, interview on that one. I'm I'm very intrigued on. That team does in the future, but World's Fair getting two awards back to back. Um, Drew, what is going to be your fourth? Uh
4: my fourth is the best woman-ending men subgenre movie, which goes to Mayday.
0: Wow, no. Mayday, killing it.
4: <laughs> um, it's just it's so chaotic, and I but and I mean it's literally just like a siren story, except it's a bunch of girls with uh World War II rifles, and it's just. I don't, I don't know. It has the energy.
0: <laughs> that was it definitely helps it a ton um, while I was watching it. Like just, just those specific scenes where you're like, man, Mia Goth is really cool. She can kill anyone she wants. Yeah. 50 people go for it, Mia. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mayday picking up another. I don't even, I'm trying to count how many it's hard to keep up. I think we're at like five. I want to say. Yeah. Uh,
1: but Todd, uh, what is going to be your fourth? So the fourth award, this might be hard to guess what won. It's the most dicks award. And it uh goes to Pleasure. Uh so the movie- Oh, yes. Yes. So in in like a what I liked about that is it's it's literally and figuratively true. It had the most asshole people in it, and it had, like, the most dicks in it. So this was a film that not, I think most of us didn't see some people for for very understandable reasons. I know Hay didn't like it, but most of the other people in our group liked it, I think, right, from what I recall? Like, I when we watched, yeah, yeah, liked it a ton. It's it's, it's um, some of
0: their favorites of of the festival, in fairness.
1: Yeah, this was a very intense movie about the porn industry, um, but it's incredibly engaging. Uh, I think it's done very well. Ninja Thyberg, she's the writer and director of the film, did a lot of good research when you look at the Q&A afterwards. And it's a film that although there's a lot of graphic scenes in it, it's kind of graphic in the way Texas Chainsaw Massacre is graphic in that. A lot of it is implied. Surprisingly, you don't see as much as you would think you see of the bad things. You know what I mean? Like you hear about this film. But I think the Mm. message, I think the message in general about uh, sexual assault culture and uh, specifically how it permeates the porn industry, but also these weird contrasts between these really intense scenes and then these really sweet scenes where she's talking to her friends and like, you know what I mean? Like hanging out in this more kind of serene world. Uh I liked the ending. I just thought it was an all-around good movie. And I was surprised to see it's rated on Letterboxd. It's the third highest of all the narrative films that, that were at
0: uh at the It's, it's uh,
1: it was
0: a it was a darling uh at the yep. premiere. Like yeah. I, I this is honestly one of those um I'm sure at, I'm sure it doesn't matter because they're at Sundance and they're enjoying their film premiering. But sure. N- Ninja was going, I I would pr- promise that that film would have gotten a standing ovation had it been a live scenario, because yeah. I, I think people really w- were entranced um, yeah. with what that story was telling. Um, but yeah, great pick. Uh, and I'm glad pleasure got on here. Um, Todd, what is going to be your fifth and final
1: superlative? Okay, so my fifth and final superlative is a more serious one. It's best documentary because uh, I watched a ton of documentaries. Okay, wait, the, wait, oh, wait. This
0: is this is where you get your your two minutes of old man likes historical stuff. Go for it, Todd. Talk about all the documentaries.
1: Thank you very much. <laughs> Some people, while they were busy watching their strawberry mansions and kitty stuff, I was watching old man stuff like. The documentary about Amy Tan, the author of the Joy Luck Club. Haven't heard of it? Well, I love that book. Well, there you go. I'm sorry. It's great. Uh, I saw... This is, this, is, this is why we have the Todd section, McKenna. Yeah. I
0: saw... <laughs>
1: So that was pretty good. I saw a documentary uh, specifically called Flea, which was amazing. It's an animated film, uh, but about a refugee's story as he goes from uh, Afghanistan to uh, Denmark, I believe. I'm going to get that wrong. I apologize. But that won the audience award. It is fantastic. Uh, I saw... The movie Ailey, which was about Alvin Ailey, the dance instructor, and it's this beautiful poetic biopic that you should look out for. But there's a two-way tie for best documentary between Summer of Soul, which is amazing, and I know at least Margot saw. It's so uh, which good. It's so good. It is them finding this wonderful, glorious uh, Harlem Cultural Festival concert with all these great acts and all this footage that nobody wanted in 1969. They did all this footage, and because society's racist, nobody wanted to buy it. And Questlove found it, put it together in, in this documentary, and it's one of the best music docs I've ever seen. The other one is a really weird film called Taming the Garden. It's the tree on a boat film. And uh, for anybody who saw like the, the poster for it, and it's basically just about like humans' destruction of nature, but along the path of there's this asshole on this tropical island who keeps buying and tearing up all these ancient trees in Georgia and putting them on his island where they then die. Just because he's... And so it's like he's taking down these, like, thousand-year-old trees, just a jerk, and it shows you the whole process of that happening, how much destruction occurs. It's really depressing slow but it's my sort of thing and i loved it so that was my two minutes on documentaries thank you hey for allowing me to do that
0: of course yes. thank you
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank
0: you thank you bravo bravo that'll, that'll do really well with our geriatric listeners
1: um... absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if but, my mom's listening, she's going to love that part, just so you know. Yeah. Shout out Todd's yeah. mom. This is, this yeah, is what we do this for.
0: How,
3: how <laughs> was the documentary about Amy Tan though? Because I loved that book. Oh, that it's was great. Like,
1: it's really good. Big it's big really book. well done. It's really well done. You should look out for it. It's great.
3: Alright, I will.
1: <laughs> I, I have described documentaries as vegetables. I
0: understand they're good for me. I understand I like them uh, when they're really well made, but for whatever reason, I just every time I'm like, nah, those narratives, baby. Um, <laughs> I only watched two documentaries, so, so and I think I had—I want to say like twenty-five features. But Drew, what is your fifth and final uh, superlative?
4: Uh, so my fifth and final is not quite as serious, but um, it's the fell into the uncanny valley award, which goes to a glitch in the matrix. Which is <laughs> the worst documentary I saw? The, at
2: the best
5: documentary?
4: It might, it might be the worst documentary I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> it's
5: the best documentary? I think I think you meant
4: best. No, it's the the funniest movie I've ever seen too. Um, the whole thing it's about like simulation theory, and it's basically just a bunch of Reddit conspiracy theorists who are being interviewed over Skype or over Zoom. Um, but they have these weird, like, full-body Snapchat filters, so they look like slime monsters and vector, like, crystal people, and there's these whole scenes with just these strange, like, rambling monologues through these, like, 3D spaces, and it's just people talking about coincidences and, like... (laughs) It much. was like, not
5: even about the simulation theory anymore. It was like this one guy just describing a car crash he got into. And he's like, isn't that crazy? And we were like, what's going on?
0: <laughs> okay, so if, if there was a movie, because this is one of the ones you guys watched that I, I skipped out on. I didn't want to stay up that late, uh, so I didn't get, get a face. ticket for it. I, I Okay, two people that I respect their opinion of said this was a great movie and I don't know <laughs> 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 I,
5: I would be concerned for them to be I, that's what I'm wondering <laughs> I like
4: it's a movie that um, gave it someone a platform
5: sorry it unironically <laughs> cited Elon Musk as like a legitimate source and Tana Mojo it was just what? a clip of him in an interview being like you can't not prove that we're in a simulation and they were like what yeah.
4: It's does. Yeah, no, they, yeah. I was gonna say it gave someone a platform to say that Elon Musk was, um, someone who was saving people from being NPCs in the, um, simulation theory. Or something.
5: <laughs> <Elon> <laughs> That's an actual. I life. hate this. Who said Elon Musk is the chosen one? That we're all NPCs that need to be woken up.
4: And uh, the movie is silly nonsense. Um, but what I really. That the reason why it's uncanny valley there were a couple other movies like you know special effects and stuff but like the whole thing is just he's like really strange and really like you know low budget like you know low fight like cgi stuff and it's like just 90 minutes of just so jarring like it it just it throws you off your track all you can do is just kind of like either take it as a joke or just like go insane or do both that's what i did <laughs> that, was
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> that was released today it's the first that was released today outside oh of my house.
5: god Please, <laughs> everybody <laughs> go watch Everybody's it yeah, or don't give it money
1: we will we'll probably, yeah,
0: we'll probably have a review for that
5: can uh, <laughs> 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 so
2: talk, uh. talk about it for hours
0: yeah, I'll try to get to it. That way we can have a proper review on, on the channel. But uh, Margo, what is going to be your fifth and final superlative?
2: I don't think you'll like this one, Hey, But it's um, most likely to vote for Obama a third time. And it's the main girl from How It Ends.
0: <laughs> no. <I> mean, that's...
2: <laughs> like, the movie just gives off so much like white liberal energy. Like I I am positive that her character would have voted for Obama a third time if she could have.
0: Uh, <laughs> I thought we were gonna get out of this without any uh how it ends hate. <laughs> hey, no, that's that's completely fair. Uh deserving of two awards now. That's right. You heard it here first. Uh all that film Sundance two-time winner, uh, how it ends. <laughs> um, <laughs> um uh, my fifth so I, there's a lot of these that i wanted to talk about um so i don't know like i i i, I kind of thought backwards i was like what films do i want to talk about that aren't going to win the three awards later and there's a couple of them at um just, I, I'm probably unless we do like a final hey, did you not what what things have you not talked about? We which we might do because again, this could be three hours. Um, but with that said, I ended up settling on uh, most likely to infuriate me, uh, over and over. And I actually mean this as a compliment, um, not in a way of me being mad at this movie for existing, similar to Drew with the, a glitch in the Matrix. Um, <laughs> This is a film that i have thought about over and over and i have actually messaged drew uh individually about this because we both have problems with this movie um i'm a little bit higher on drew uh for this movie still but we have similar issues and that's one for the road the problem is i think this movie is phenomenal and i think it like i legitimately think i would have given this a five out of five uh if it were only a 90 minute film um but the problem is i think what it what it does in that extra time i think is necessary for these characters and i almost like i keep thinking about it and i'm like well maybe like they should have just had a mini series or so. i don't know like i don't know what the fix is and i've thought about it over and over and and how to like re because this originally was going to be the i hope this isn't the final edit award um because i could come up with a fix for it and then i tried to think about it while i was driving and it's just, there's a couple of scenes that if I move stuff around, I still want in there, so I can't move them around. Uh, it's the same thing with Endgame. I have major issues with Endgame. Uh, but the the final scenes in Endgame are um, incredible. Um, Wait. Oh, gotcha. Um, <laughs>
3: Todd, I, what were you going to would...
1: say? Oh, sorry, McKenna. No, you're good. Todd first. <laughs> Oh, no, never mind. I heard somebody leave. Go ahead, you, McKenna.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, no, I was going to say, for me, it's the same effect as, like, Waves. I don't know how many of you guys have seen Waves. Oh, I,
0: yeah, it, I feel, it, 100% agree with you. Um, yeah, same, same thing happened in Waves.
3: Yeah, because Mar- Margot and I saw that one together, and I love it, but it is, like, it's two separate movies.
0: <laughs> it's two
3: separate movies. <laughs>
4: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I totally agree with you. And like, I, I think one from the road, one for the road might be like the best made movie I've seen at the fest, like either that or passing, just like the style of it is so immaculate and all the actors are great. Like, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful movie in so many ways, but the story is just so strangely structured. And I think it's like, it's not long enough, but it's not short enough for me. It's it's a uh, weird what, middle ground.
0: What's, what's interesting, though, is this is like a, a, what, two and a half, two hours and, like, 15 minutes? Something and it's like the the it's the longest film at the festival. But I was like, just give me more of this world. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd love to talk about it more in spoilers when this actually properly comes out. Um, Lindsay uh, wanted to click, quickly mention, because she had to go... Um, Go outside real quick. Get away from the door. Uh, that uh her last relative uh was best dad. And the best dad goes, uh, which is a shock to no one, uh, to the dad from Kota, uh, who was phenomenal. And look, I'm I'm already uh on the hype train. If there's anybody that I could get people to consider uh for a best supporting uh nominee, he's up there. He's incredible in this film, and I don't think. Uh, it's the same film without that performance. Actually, wait. Can I do a quick uh, random other half award for Coda? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. No. <laughs> How dare you, Todd? Um, I was gonna do. I was gonna say for Coda that it's uh, most likely to have been rejected from Lifetime uh, for being too good uh, because I think Coda actually is a Lifetime movie, uh, but it's just flat out incredible. Uh, it has a great script and great actors, which Lifetime is not used to. So they were like, oh, get, get this away from us. We don't need that. Um, yeah, that was just my quick award for CODA. Um, but with that said, McKenna, what is going to be your last superlative?
3: All right. So I'm I'm a little afraid about this one, and that is because the movie is so exploitative that I'm afraid about just talking about it and giving it any attention is a bad thing. but I said most likely to ruin a career is cusp because <laughs> that movie the more I think about it the more I get pissed off. uh it's <laughs> this documentary following these chill like literal chill they're they're in their like late teens but, minors making just the worst life decisions ever. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about like when it comes to like, it's a ruining a career, not beyond like the d- directors I'm talking like the people in this movie. Uh, they're also young and making bad decisions. And every, you know, the whole thing is like, Oh yeah, somebody makes bad decisions when you're young, but like what happens when those really bad decisions are documented and played at Sundance? Um, how is that going to affect the rest of your life? And then all of, and just somebody should have called the police as soon as these minor children were with adult men. Um, I, I hate this movie so much i'm so sorry i this is just kind of my excuse to say how horrible cusp is because that it pissed me off so much
0: i i really wish i i was part of the cusp conversation because that that is like truly probably the most controversial at sundance um i think because a pleasure is probably like obviously pleasure is like controversial in the, in its in its subject material but it's universally like by most people uh whereas like cusp like you're talking about McKenna the first thing i saw about cusp was someone saying i can't i can't with this movie i if i could have walked out of the theater i i would have um, but i just shut like i just turned off the screening instead um so but yeah, yeah we'll get <laughs> <laughs> it's um,
3: that, it's just, again, I think, and I think too, with pleasure, like, no, yeah, no, it's, it's the, the, the the difference of these the subjects being minor children, like minor to yeah. minors too, is a big, you just, you hate, you hate every second of it because you're just so angry.
0: Sure. Um, but we'll, we'll move on to, we're going to do uh, one actor one director and one uh, best film of Sundance. Uh, I'll actually start uh, with McKenna. What is going to be your one actor? Uh, If you guys want, you can, you can summarize a couple of other shout outs before saying the quote unquote best performance of (laughs) Sundance.
3: Okay. Um, I'm probably going to steal it from somebody else. So I'm so sorry in advance. And uh, yeah, Okay, Nick Cage, just like I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> you can't beat you can't beat a man holding up his own blown off testicle. There's no <laughs> no performance could ever come up closer to that. Nick Cage, I just had to recognize for a second
0: my man's You, you recognize Cage. true talent here. Um <laughs> for Cage to, to get an award here. Um <laughs> Okay. So that uh, cage was going to be in my honorable mentions. Another one was a uh, Sophia Capel uh, for Bella cherry in, in pleasure. Um, even though as Todd mentioned, I'm not as high on the film as a couple other people um, that performance is Oscar worthy. Um, and I like when it, when you look at like acting, like the definition of it, I just, like there's not a lot of people that could be as committed to this performance. Um, a couple of the others that I wanted to mention is of course the actor that plays boss. Um, and it's actually not showing me on Letterboxd which one plays boss, but um Anapob oh boy, Todd, I see your issue now. Um Learantan Kajorn. Um he's phenomenal in One for the Road. He holds up that movie so much. Um, and I'd also go with Carlson Young in Blazing World, uh, basically anybody in Strawberry Mansion, and Christopher Abbott in On for the Count of Three. All of those would be, like, considered honorable mention for me. Sorry for rambling on this because my number one pick, and this might come up uh, here in a second, is going to be uh, uh, Skikula ske- uh, um, which I'll watch the interview again to get that name right uh, because I think this is a, a, an awards-worthy performance, and I don't think a lot of people could capture um, the emotion that he just displays with his facial expressions, and I like tons of actors have said this. If you look up, uh, it's in the eyes. Actor, uh, every actor that's been popular in the past forty years has probably said something about that. Um, this dude's phenomenal in that regard, and I don't think the film would be as good if his performance wasn't top notch. But Margo, what is going to be your best actor uh, coming out of the Dance of Sun?
2: All right, all right. So my honorable mentions are uh, Nick Cage in Prisoners. Uh, oh my God, what's her name? Amelia Jones. Amelia Jones in Coda. Basically, anyone in Coda. Uh, yeah. Everyone in Mayday. Uh, Vanessa Kirby in The World to Come was pretty good. Uh, yeah, those are my honorable mentions, and my number one is Christopher Abbott in On the Count of Three. Nice. He was just so good. I loved watching him jam out to that uh, Papa Roach song. It's been stuck in my head like all week because of that. And my Spotify raps is going to be really embarrassing because of that. But (laughs) you're just so good. I really believed everything he was going through.
0: Yeah. I I wrote about this a little bit. I I think Christopher Abbott after this year, after this comes out, he's no longer going to be like, cause, uh, uh, other host of the show, uh, Blake, who's been on here before. I remember like two and a half years ago when Blake told me his favorite a- actor was Christopher Abbott, and we all kind of clowned him because, like, technically he's listed as being in First Man, but we don't think he has a talking line in that movie. Because um, uh, spoiler alert, he's one of the astronauts that gets blown up, um, <laughs> oh, and Blake was really excited because he was in First Man, and then that was the case, but uh, no, Christopher Abbott is, has been phenomenal um, and he's great in pretty much everything he's been in. Um, And I do think this, and obviously like people have already compared him because the noodle hair and the blonde uh, spray tips, Uh, this is going to be like a Robert Pattinson good time. I I desperately hope uh, because this performance is great. Um, With that said, Drew, what is going to be your favorite actor or a couple honorable mentions as well?
4: yeah so there's a couple honorable mentions um the first is i think it's Sadiq saunderson from our hashtag j um he he's mercutio and that and she just she gives it his all like so much of the film's energy is just because he's so committed to like sure. the insanity um also <laughs> passing just really the, the main uh, three, uh, Ruth Nega, Tessa Thompson and Andre Holland, they're all like it's an actor's movie and it's like it's a quiet, slow movie. And they're very dedicated to their characters. And I didn't connect with the story too much. Like, I, I need to watch it again. But um they, they're all highlights and I really like them and that. And then um, my favorite is the same as yours, Hayes. Just uh, Mark for uh, Luzu. It, like, just something about the way that he, he performs in that movie is just so easy to connect with. It, it's such a remarkable performance, and even more for being his first, like, screen role. So.
0: Sure. He's, he, I don't know if you uh, watched the uh, Q&A. He's, he's here for a sequel um Which I, I definitely want. Um, so yeah,
3: um,
0: great. I think that Todd. I guess you could change it, but that might be our consensus because the double. But Todd, what was going to be uh, your honorable mentions and uh, your favorite?
1: Uh, honorable mention for me is Jez Mark. I really liked him a lot. Uh, it was impressive. Uh, I loved Boss. Uh, you've already said the name, and we've said it a couple times. I liked Boss quite a bit uh in uh, the film i like nick cage as an honorable mention for me he's pretty True. great and i agree with christopher abbott but for me for me the oh one other actually to just to mention uh on awards day i saw the movie jockey which i don't think anybody saw but clifton collins junior was the one who won best actor and he's actually pretty fantastic in it as like an aging jockey like he he does a great job the film itself is uh but you know, like the the performance is is quite outstanding. It's like a career performance for him um, as as a journeyman actor. So he he was quite good. But to me, the the star was Sophia Capel, who also that was her first job as well. I watched the Q and A for this, and that was her first acting job. And it's it's just a really dynamic, powerful, amazing performance where she's asked to do a ton of stuff and uh, emotional, a, a ton of range within one film. I'll put it that way. And she does it and it's, it's true. Sure. And she nails it.
0: Yeah, I, so, I, yeah, I already said, done. I think in the review, I, I think this is flat out. I cannot think of a more demanding performance than this. Um, and she does knock it out of the park. Um, yep. But Todd, I will let you go first as we circle back. If you want to have any honorable mentions, go for it. Uh, but who is your best director?
1: Okay, so my honorable mention is Ninja Thyberg for Pleasure. I think she does a, a great job in that particular film. Um, as I said, I think there's a lot of expert quality to the way also that that film's edited, but part of that has to do with the way it's directed. Um, but yeah, so I liked her a lot, but I'm going to go with Sion Sono for Prisoners of Ghostland. Uh, so just one honorable mention for me. I, I like Sion I like Prisoners of Ghostland. It's a movie I haven't talked about much yet. It was in my top three narrative films from the future. He just has to do a ton of stuff in that film. It's bizarre. It's wacky. I've loved all of it, Most of his films that I've seen, not all of them, but most of them. I just think he's a great director. Uh, so yeah, that was my pick.
0: Nice. Nice. I'm, I'm sure he'll possibly be brought up again. Uh, Drew, who's going to be your best director?
4: Um,
1: or, so,
0: or possibly best directors, little sizzle, maybe. <laughs> uh,
4: for honorable, um, I, I'd like to mention, I think it's Sean Hader. Is it S I A N Sean Hader though? Right. That's yeah. how it's pronounced for a uh, coder Coda. Okay. Um, she's, she kind of elevates the material, I think. Cause it, like, script-wise, it could be just a very, like, a good but standard coming-of-age movie, but she comes at it with so much, like, love and empathy for all the characters in the world and makes it feel, like, so special Um, and, and just makes it something really, really memorable, which I, I think deserves a lot of love. Um, But my favorite is uh Sion Sono as well for Ghostland, just... His dedication to pushing the limits of what movies can do, and just doing anything and everything, and making it so entertaining—it's just—it's so much of what I love. And Ghostland's just a blast, and it's a hundred percent him.
0: Nice, yeah, awesome. I—I'm shocked at—I'll mention it in honorable mentions, but, um, <laughs> uh, Margo, what's gonna be your best director or any honorable mentions?
2: So my honorable mention is also for Sean Hedder for uh, CODA. And my winner is uh, Kate Sang for Marvelous in the Black Hole, just because I thought it was an amazing debut. And she, like I can't wait to see what she does next.
0: Yeah, great pick. I'm, I'm glad to see that um, added to the list. Um Okay. I am about to uh, go on another ramble again. I am very sorry, uh, but there's a ton of directors that I would like to mention uh, just uh, before we get close to the end of me and McKenna's. Uh, and the first of which I this this was very close for me to pick, uh, and I'm shocked Drew didn't pick. Uh, it's going to be Kentucker Aldi and Albert Bernie uh, for Strawberry Mansion. I think that film uh, took immense dedication from both those directors. And it's really a a labor of love to anybody who's ever wanted to create anything. Uh, Carlson Young for The Blazing World, I think is terrific, even though uh, people have already mentioned uh, Head Empty looks pretty, uh, apparently not a good movie to some (laughs) people. Um, (laughs) Another one I would like to mention is Gerard Carmichael uh, for On the Count of Three. The only thing that I think about that movie um, for director-wise is that script is really good, but I don't think this is a case where you have to pick one of them. I think Gerard Carmichael and uh, the other two screenwriters actually work uh, really well together because they were on the Carmichael show before, uh, but just goes mentioning because uh, Carmichael's first feature is incredible. Uh, Luzu as well, Alex uh, Kemma- Kemarelli, uh for Luzu. Um, I, th- I already talked about that movie. I thought it was phenomenal. And then, of course, on uh, One for the Road, uh, Natawut uh, Poon uh Piri, yeah. uh and his directing we've already talked about the style about the flavor that's in that movie um uh, dude just knows how to put a needle drop in a song or in a movie um and i respect him a ton for it uh but with all that said uh it's hard to pick against the director that had a literal heart attack and then made this movie i'm going with uh Sion sono as well um <laughs> Because uh, he's incredible and he knows how to utilize Nick Cage. And there's a lot of Nick Cage movies that are sort of like, Hey, go be Nick Cage instead of, Oh no, I'm going to tell you how to be Nick Cage. Um, And I think that's the case here because I think it's one of his best performances. Um, And I think the movie just rules. It's, it's so metal. It's so fun. Um, It's awesome. But yeah, Sono incredible. And I, I hope he keeps making movies and I'll go back through his, his immense catalog, but McKenna, what are your picks
3: <laughs> yeah so uh i had very uh i'm, I'm not hitting anything original here but that, i guess that comes with that <laughs> going last but yeah no definitely uh gerard Car- uh carmichael uh the again the screenplay is really what shines in uh on the count of three but i do think that there is a really good direct. Like you could, you couldn't have pulled off such a good screenplay without a good director behind it. So that's one of my honorable True. mentions. The other one was uh, Sian so, <laughs> so a, for the same reason, just like um, I can't imagine having a heart attack in a career of having <laughs> like made over 50 feature films and then going that hard right afterwards. That is <laughs> impressive. I love it. Um, but my number one best director and Margo stole it from me, but it's definitely Whoa. Kate song. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely Kate song. And like I said, I might be a little biased because this movie is just so like wow. <laughs> targeted towards me specifically. And I loved, love, loved her, the short film that she made so much. Um, If if you haven't seen her, if you haven't seen so you've grown attached, watch it. It's so fun. Um, And so I was just to like come out the gate after because there's been lots of instances of people make amazing short films and then they try to go to feature and it just doesn't translate well. And she knocked out of the park like on her (laughs) first try. So um, I also always respect. As as an as an animator and a film lover, somebody who works in both worlds and learns from both worlds because they're so people try and separate them so much and they're uh, it's I'm just like this is my this is my Kate song hype train basically.
0: Um, no, that's awesome! Wow, <laughs> she's she just really votes. knocked out of the park. <laughs> it's dope. But uh, I will let Margot go first because she's about to uh, have to leave here in a sec. But what is your favorite movie?
2: Um, I, I want to give some honorable mentions. So uh, like my top five before it is like Went for the Road, Coda, Strawberry Mansion and Prisoners of the Ghostland. And my favorite is On the Count of Three, just because I was really expecting something way more depressing based on like the plot. But it was so funny. And it like, as soon as it ended, I wanted to watch it again, but I couldn't. And that made me really sad. So I can't wait for it to come out. I hope A24 doesn't pick it up because then I won't be able to see it for like five years. But it was <laughs> it's just so good.
0: Yeah, that's, that's definitely <clears throat> out of all the ones here. I have a hard time picking between Ghostland and On the Count of Three for ones that I want to like instantly rewatch. Um Great pick, um, and if you need to go, feel free, Margot. Uh, margo all right,
2: um. and <laughs> bye,
0: <laughs> uh, McKenna. If you have any honorable mentions or your favorite, I think I I might have a guess as to what your favorite might be, um, but who knows? Uh, what is your What is your favorite?
3: <laughs> so, so I'm gonna do it to two honorable mentions uh one of them is definitely one for the road uh again just best use of tiny dancer and I know that might be some people might think uh almost famous but I that scene is just like chills <laughs> uh, so,
0: so just just to interject a little that that does. Like that's not a diss on Almost Famous. That's no. to show how good this usage is. Um, yes. Because I, I agree with you. I think it. I think it might top it, but I need to rewatch it. Um. Oh, chills yeah. at that scene. But yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
3: no, you're you're good. No, absolutely. So that's an honorable mention. Now this is this is per, probably where you're gonna be thrown off because my other. Uh, Honorable mention was, is gonna be Marvelous in the Black Hole. It's not my favorite. Yes, I love Marvelous. It's definitely at the top. Um, But my favorite still is on the count of three. Uh, Oh, yes. It's got two in a row, but I just can't not. Like, that that just, I think a big part of it for me was too that I hadn't even really planned on watching it. It was sort of just like, uh, all right, like, I might as well i (laughs) it was kind of like a thrown in last minute kind of choice for me and it came out of left field in that sense and it it was just such a good honest emotional journey i was never (laughs) i was never bored through a moment of it and i just every every part of it was spectacular screenplay the acting i i'd even heard of christopher abbott before this and now i'm like wow (laughs) sign me up (laughs) sign me up i'm here for this so that that, yeah that is my my best of show if you will
0: yeah gotcha wow uh we're here for christopher abbott to take us to the moon oh man (laughs) uh all right uh i guess i'll go real quick uh my honorable mentions Ah uh, would probably be uh, Luzu uh, on the count of three. The Blazing World, Strawberry Mansion. Uh, I think all of those are incredible, uh, and I'm very interested to rewatch them and hope other people uh, will love them as well. But hey, you don't have to have the same taste as me. Uh, and my number one is going to be uh, Prisoners of the Ghostland because it's just a culmination of everything uh, that works really well. Similar to what I, I mean, that's the case with like a lot of these movies. Uh, where the acting, the screenplay, and the directing is just top notch. I'm not gonna lie, I think on the count of three might be the best culmination of talents to come, if that makes sense. Like it's still a great culmination, but it's like, oh my God, these guys are gonna keep making masterpieces. Uh, Prisoners of the Ghostland is seasoned uh, director and actor um, together. And I, I just, I love it. I love it so much. There's a guy in this movie. Uh, I tried to explain it. My, my boss at work, uh, he has come out to me as a uh, Nicolas Cage hater. Um, and I tried to explain the plot of this movie to him. He was like, no, I think I'd hate that even more. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Uh, there's there's a guy who's basically Colonel Sanders from the KFC commercials. Uh, and Nicolas Cage is in this suit. And it's, ah, uh, oh, I love it. I love it so much. I want to buy it instantly. I hope I get to see it in a the theater. But yeah, Prisoners of the Ghostland. Ah, uh, for me. Um. With that said, we will move to Drew. Uh, what is going to be your honorable mentions and your favorite?
4: Um. So, I, there's a couple honorable mentions I just wanted to shout out for. Um, Guzu is one. Uh, I know. It, like just yes, marketing. Um, an award for his performance is, is great because that's going to help more people see it. But it's really, it's so quiet. It's so meditative. It's so critical of a lot of the problems in the world and i i really hope more people hear about it and get the chance to watch um since it did well at sundance um coda is amazing so heartfelt one of my favorites from the fest and just i can't wait for that to do as well as it's gonna
0: um and on on apple tv sir (laughs) (laughs) hey nice try (laughs) they spent
4: 25 million bucks on it they got plans like that's that's nuts
0: yeah, I, I just, I really think Apple needs to think about how they're spending their money. Um, oh but I mean, for Coda to get the bag. Um. <laughs> I love, just a
3: quick on that. My friend said the other day that Apple TV needs to find their stranger things because like they keep, they don't have something to like pull people in. Yeah. They they just have a bunch of weird one shots that people are gonna cancel. You need to have something that's gonna like keep delivering.
0: Right. right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Because like we we love Wolfwalkers here, but Wolfwalkers isn't a reason to pay ten dollars a month for a service.
3: <laughs> exactly.
4: Right. I I hope Enough Eyes sees it. I I'm a little worried, but I think if Apple paid that much, they really want to position it for like next award season. So I'm not. Award
0: season for sure.
4: Yeah. yeah. Cause um, there's always that one Sundance movie that sticks on not to the next Oscars. So. Well, um, well,
0: so, so to give Apple a little bit of credit here, I guess is Wolfwalkers is actually campaigning pretty well. I don't know how much that involves Apple uh, on their production end. But like, I don't think they're going to beat soul, but man, they're getting close or at least it feels like it, it doesn't feel like an afterthought um, so I, I do agree with you Drew, I don't think it's a case of like 24 where they're like we're going to campaign all 10 of our movies and it's like <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> um, but yeah sorry sorry to interject on that keep, keep no going.
4: no it's, it's fine because yeah I, I'm a little worried it's not going to reach in- I, I'm confident they're putting down that much money at a festival, they, they have a good plan yeah um and then my my other mention was for ghostland just it's insane it's so much fun it's it has cowboys and samurai and Nick cage yelling and just it's every it's and it's set in mad max world but even crazier it's it's just a total blast um but my favorite was uh strawberry mansion uh just far and beyond it something about it was just so touching and it, it was really nice to see a movie that was like campy and kind of endeared to like eighties retro stuff without ever feeling ironic. It was just it it was just a work of love. And when you watch it it's a very strange kind of love story, but it's so there's no irony and there's no it, it's it's
0: just there's pure. really only sincerity in heart. Yeah. It's yeah beautiful
4: it, yeah. It's just beautiful. It's so funny. It's so, it's just so much to love and I really hope that it it ends up in the right hands because that's a movie that I think a lot of people will be able to connect with.
0: For sure. Yeah. That, oh man, that movie, especially just because we, we all watched it afterwards. If that, if that crew, if the Q and A wasn't as amazing as it was, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Maybe I wouldn't have as much passion, but those everyone in that team showed out and was like super geeked to talk about this movie finally, and like just gosh about all the work that went into it. Um, I'm glad you picked that as your number one.
4: Yeah, and at, can I say one more thing about it? Just going off that Q and A. So there was an article that um conduct Kentucker uh Aldridge, I think um one of direct one of the director tucker oddly, one of directors, and he was the uh, star of it. Um, he did, like, this article, like, kind of a um, post-mortem, where he was basically talking about how the script had been, like, in various stages since 2012, and, like, just making it, there were so many, like, <clears throat> hoops he had to go through, and, like, so much of the time was just hard, and when they were, like, shooting it, it was just A very emotionally fraught experience. And when you watch it, you would never tell. And something about that just makes it more touching because it's a work of passion. And I think when you watch movies, sometimes, you know, it's easy to say, like, oh, that's a movie. It's so normal. But like, just (laughs) it's made by such genuine people. And you can tell there's so much work to make something special. And I think I just love that it's so unique and just kind of perfect at what it wants to do. So
0: Nice. Yeah, that article is uh super uh, super worth a read. Um it's on the all that film Twitter. Uh, I retweeted it from Kentucker if you guys want to see that. Um fingers crossed if listen, there's a lot of directors and actors and whatever that I think realistically um we could get at some point. I'm I'm trying to reach out to those two because I, I just want to I want to pick their brains for uh, an an hour and honestly just I I want to sit down with them and just be like give me a hundred films you'd recommend because I know it would only be like (laughs) masterpieces (laughs) that I've never heard of. Um, (laughs) But uh, now we'll move on to uh, Todd aka uh, most likely to pick a documentary as his favorite film. Uh, Todd, (laughs) what are your honorable (laughs) mentions and best
1: film? So it's interesting cause I like, I looked at the previous winners and like Sundance festivals and it's funny how many of the films get forgotten, you know, like completely or that I just hadn't sure. heard of. So I was thinking about what the legacy of some of these films would be. And like a couple of my honorable mentions would be on the count of three, which I think is going to end up being like a proof of concept film for Jer- Gerard Carmichael. Like which doesn't mean it's like a bad thing at all. It's great. Proof of concept films can be wonderful, but it's almost like a, like a reservoir dogs or something like that, where it's like, look, exactly, this per- yeah, this person can really direct. It's a little crude. It's a little rough occasionally, but look how much, you know, freaking potential there is here. Like, so I think that's good. I, an honorable mention for me is pleasure, a film that I think people will watch for some time to come just because of how, Uh, you know, much conversation you can get out of it, but it's just, as we said, even if you don't like it, it's hard to say it's not an engaging and, like, intense film that keeps you watching, you know what I mean, the whole time, and so I could see that being there. I love Strawberry Mansion, I love Prisoners of Ghostland, uh, but for me, I actually switched uh, from when we wrote the article, what my favorite is, because there's one film that keeps coming into my mind it's almost like it's all i need to get by it's almost like all i need to get by it's coda uh so for me so i can't here's my the reason why i've decided this is my favorite film from the festival i think the script is actually fairly basic i think i don't think drew went that far in saying that but he alluded to how it's a script that could be messed up in some ways or could be really generic but other than that all the other elements of it are just so good and to me the sign of a good movie like or one sign of a good movie is when it's in a genre you don't really like and it still just kind of overpowers you like i don't like sometimes the or i don't like these kind of like manipulative sweet family dramas. But I just kept getting drawn in. And like I said, I almost cried in three scenes. The acting is amazing. I think the, I'm temporarily blanking on his name, but the dad, I think, could, maybe even should, at at this moment, as early as it is, be like considered somebody at least for for acting awards. He does such a good job. He's so powerful in it. I love the direction. And, yeah, I just I want to watch it again. I'm not sure it has as much longevity as some of the other films do, but I just really, really enjoyed it. It was such a a, a pleasant experience. I loved the music. I loved pretty much everything about it. I thought Coda was great, yeah.
0: and and just for uh, prosperity's sake, um Troy Kotzer is That's the his actor name. in question. Yep. yep. Um Wow. So Coda, Strawberry Mansion, Prisoners of the Ghostland, and our winner is going to be on the count of three for both McKenna and Margot picking it. Um, yeah. McKenna, you could have, you could have created a five-way tie. I could have. Uh,
3: I really could have, but I can't, I can't help it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just such a good movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, but that's going to do it for our awards. Um, are there any other films y'all haven't talked about? I do have uh, two that I didn't mention for anything that I would like to throw out a couple uh, little thoughts on. But um... Sure.
3: I I did want to say... I, I didn't mention it. It did get mentioned. But we're all going to the World's Fair. I was just going to say, I was... Kind of on the same train as you really where it was i really like this concept uh the style is really fun it could have gone somewhere it was exploring a certain like subculture of the internet that we haven't seen done well at least we we haven't seen kind of the effect like we haven't explored the effect it has on young people as they grow up especially young people that might feel isolated in some way but it just didn't Mm. really stick it like it it didn't really stick it and that is a shame for sure but i did want to bring it up because cool concept bro (laughs) (laughs) uh
1: one of the first ones oh go for it todd we're all going to the World's Fairs that film. I really, I enjoyed, but uh, my my daughter, who's uh, fourteen, really loved that movie. Actually, which is interesting. So, just as like a uh, a young uh, Zoomer was, take, that was her. It, that was one. That was her favorite movie of like the the couple that we saw. Yeah.
3: It was actually I had a superlative i had written down like a couple extras that i didn't say but one of them was like most likely to be liked by a younger audience and it yeah. was, we're, we're all going to the world's fair
1: makes sense, I, I, makes I, sense. I, I honestly
0: think that could be the blair witch for like younger i i hope it is that would be cool
3: yeah because yeah. i know if i had seen that in like early high school i would have loved it
0: yeah. i know i would have <laughs> but yeah you you alluded to the unfriendeds of the world um which it, it, there's there's a certain i kind of like unfriended i don't know why i
1: just it's campy and stupid and uh, <laughs> everyone ever everyone kind of likes unfriended it, unfriended yeah. is one of those movies everyone wants to hate and then they watch it and they're like eh, it's not that bad
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my friends roasted me when I, I think I gave it because that was a oh, I don't know if I'd still give it this high of a score. But I think I walked away giving it like a, a B minus or like a seven out of 10 just because I was like, it was fun. I, I, I liked it. Um, but um, One of the ones I wanted to mention uh, that has a pretty low rating, um, the group that I watched it at the same time with, uh did not like it. And in part, I think because they were uh, semi confused with what is happening. But, you know, hey, no shade. I'm not going to we watched a lot of movies, maybe, Hey, you're not going to pay attention to every movie. Um, and that's going to be human factors. Uh, just because like, this is a movie that I think normally I don't really like both this and John of the Hole, I think have a Yorgos or, uh, Michelle Haneke, uh, vibe to them. And I typically like, don't seek their films out as much, even though I like love the favorite and, um, a couple other of Yorgos' films. Uh, but with that said, I, I, really dig human factors and and how it structures itself. Uh, I think it's interesting. I think it's, I I don't know. I don't understand how this has a 2.9. That's the part that I'm like really perplexed about um, because I think it's interesting. I didn't find it to be confusing at all. Um, I thought it was a straightforward story for the most part. Um, But that's just one I wanted to mention because I think it, It'll be interesting to see uh, where the consensus lies. And then the other I wanted to mention uh, was El Perro uh, Que No Calla, um, which was directed by Anna Katz, who's been working for quite a bit. Um, just wanted to mention that because Argentinian director, uh, a lot of people didn't vibe with it as much. I really liked it. It's actually very similar to Lazu. It's very soft. It's very quiet. Uh, not a lot happens. It's a slice of life. Um, But I was here for it for whatever reason. But uh, Drew, are there any other uh, films you wanted to make a note of?
4: Yeah, there's um, a couple that didn't get brought up too much. Um, Censor was the first one I saw at the festival. Um, And I think it was like opening night or night after or something. Um, And I really, I like it a lot. Like I had a a really good time watching it. it. It's just like a super fun, like, maybe not fun isn't a right. it's a well done genre like a look at the horror genre and it's very interesting to see a horror movie about like trash horror movies in a way um and kind of how reality and fiction can intermingle and it has this like giallo mood because it's like there's a whole lot of like neon lights and really strong color and stuff um it wasn't my favorite by any means but it was just so it it was very well done and i'm really interested to see how a wider audience is going to take it and i'm really interested to see what they have next because it's just a very interesting take on like what horror can be in a way
0: for sure Uh, i think that one uh kind of it it hurts a little bit because it started the fest and people like watched twenty movies later, um, and were like, "I don't remember censor." Um, that, that could possibly be it. Did Did you have any others true? Yeah,
4: and the other one I wanted to mention was uh, Sparks Brothers, the Edgar Wright doc on the um on band Sparks. Um, it it was like the definition of a well made documentary. Um because it was like a Talking Heads format, so it's just like interviews and archival footage for the most part. Um, and it was a little overlong for me, like kind of overstayed its welcome, but it was still just, it was fun to watch. Like it was very watchable and informative in a way that I I, I liked a pretty fair amount, and it made me really interested in the band it was covering. And I know I could write as a lot of fans, So and I know that it's going to... Um, reach a a pretty good audience just because of you know people wanting to see more of his work but it if you're interested i I mean it's definitely it it was one that i really enjoyed and i think if it's it's like a sunday afternoon movie you know don't want to think too much just see some interesting people play some interesting music so
0: yeah (coughs) nice um on on that note i actually didn't talk about uh street gang at all um, and that's a documentary that I found to be super sweet, super fun. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'd mention real quick is if you are a Muppets fanatic, uh, if, uh, the Muppets and Sesame Street, if for whatever reason uh, you're <laughs> you're a nerd and you look up a lot of clips of <laughs> Frank Oz and uh, just Sesame Street in general, uh, this documentary isn't necessarily breaking any new grounds, which is fine. I don't mind The weirdo that's knowledgeable about a lot of this stuff. Um, (laughs) I'm just saying, like a lot of the thing, a lot of specifically like the archival footage they get with um, Frank Oz and Jim Henson. I was like, oh, I've watched these clips because I wanted to make a video about Jim Henson. Um, So. Um, it was just a little bit odd in that way Because I was like, oh, I've already like I, I know this stuff uh, And documentaries are very much like Hey, look at this thing we found And I'm like, yeah, I know um, But yeah, no, it's, it's great if you want Like a recap of Sesame Street Especially if you don't know about the backstory um, It does a really good job Of of getting all of that In a short time, but Todd, are there any others You want to mention? Uh,
1: Yeah, just a couple Like, so Super quick on on uh, one is uh, the documentary In the Same Breath was the first one that I saw. It was about how uh, corona uh, was handled in Wuhan uh, at the beginning of the outbreak and how incompetent the government was. It's interesting because I just said it's the sort of film where as a, a, a very pessimistic person like myself i i tend to think of like america and all the problems but you forget how bad all countries are uh don't get me wrong america primary but like you forget about how bad (laughs) every country is at handling things and china really messed this up at the beginning as well it's just a very interesting uh provocative documentary that i would suggest uh flea is going to get a big audience but i already talked about that the two Films I would mention one for good, one for bad. Hive we should just mention because it won like three international awards. A small group of us watched it. Uh, on uh, the ones who had the awards passes, watched it, and it's not that good. I was I was really surprised it won. It was actually pretty slow in my opinion, uh, and just I I don't know. It just wasn't as good as we. So, I thought so, it wait, was. wait. Can I can I throw out one thing just on that note?
0: Um, sure. So part of this that's weird, if you aren't familiar with Sundance, like 20 of the movies aren't actually in the competition. They're just there for fun. So for instance, something like Prisoners of the Ghostland and On the Count of Three were not in the festival competition, which is – it's bizarre to me. There should be – because, okay, the the thing that, like, bothers me quite a little bit is you were talking about going back in uh, Sundance – and, uh looking at like the because I I looked at the awards and uh contenders or the awards winners of these years and you're right Todd a lot of them are and stuff and I was like huh what's what's up with this like why and maybe that's the case here because like blind spotting two years ago I don't think that won awards um and I think that's the best film coming out of Sundance and sure. maybe it's just the case that hey Maybe Sundance and the general jury aren't aren't the best at awarding stuff. But with that said, uh, <laughs> Lazu was given an award, so I will credit them for that. Sure. Um, but sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt. But um, I, I was just looking back through it, and it's the awards giving is not as great as you would expect.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's no problem. I uh, and I didn't hate the film. I, it's just a film that I thought was fairly overrated. I was kind of surprised it won, especially with uh, One for the Road. Um, But the last film I would just mention, which I don't think many people saw, but I, as a big horror fan, kind of liked was Knocking by Frida Kempf. Uh, It's a film out of Sweden. It's about a woman who starts to hear noises and knocking in her apartment building. And it's one of those, is she crazy? Is she not? What's going on? Escalating people going crazy films. It's pretty short. It's only 78 minutes, and I loved it. I thought it was great tension. I It's rated a 2.9 for some reason, but I liked it a lot more than that, so I would recommend it to people.
3: I hadn't even heard nice, yeah. of that one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's actually probably about
0: eight that we, none of us in our group saw, None of us saw Mass, and Mass was like uh, the bell of the ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah.
3: I hadn't, yeah, I keep hearing people. I'm like, I did not see that. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I just, for whatever reason, like the poster kind of looked boring, and I was like, eh, I don't, I don't need to see that. And then everyone was like, the best movie you will ever see. And I was like, um, prisoners of, of the ghost Land is standing right there. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: was,
0: I don't
3: know who all was there when we were watching it, but I think afterwards I had said something like, man, I can't believe I just watched the best movie that will ever be made. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Because we, we, all, we all planned our scare our, um, with, with our passes, um, and we watched Prisoners of the Ghostland* and On the Count of Three, Back to back, oh my it was god! Wild. Uh, and then all was of all of us in this state of euphoria, uh, just riding an all time high. We were like, "Hey, yeah, let's we can we can take Crypto Zoo for the for the day pass. Another one.
1: Man, no, that yes.
0: it, it killed the butt. It was A lot. It was
1: a lot. <laughs> okay." <laughs> Because I, wa- I watched Cryptozo at, like, I watched the premiere at, like, 3 p.m. on the first day or whatever. Yeah, that's the right
0: time to watch it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: there, there are a couple films that I don't know were treated completely fairly because of circumstance. I
0: mean, Todd, in <laughs> just... fairness, like, we, again, we, euphoria and we're given this slow kind of mumble uh, yes. and then, oh, Michael yep. Serapenis. that's... Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's, it's just, just yeah, yeah, you come... Michael Sarah, cartoon penis. Well, even, yeah. Just to be clear. to be clear. Um. Just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. I don't well, want to get and, any, hype,
0: any, any hype for that. <laughs> well, and hey, for
4: Ghostland Night 2, after Zoo, then you and I saw Luzu after that, so it was like... A super yeah. <laughs> long stretch of movie and but somehow Luzu was like the slowest movie of the day and it clicked. That like that's
0: good. Well see that's the thing. Like cause uh, Drew was like, Hey, do you wanna do you wanna stay up and watch Luzu? And and like I looked and I was like the boat movie and drew is telling me when we watch coda he's like yeah i'm just really into fisherman movie and i was like who is this guy (laughs) and and i'm i'm super glad that drew drew decided like that one out because otherwise i I would not have uh found one of my one of my favorites of this year probably
1: Uh, and then and then we wouldn't we wouldn't have watched it on awards day without that so Drew's the hero.
0: Uh, Drew Drew (laughs) is the hero. Came
1: through. The heroes, um,
4: especially Serenity the Matthew McConaughey movie. He's a fisherman in that. The movie's horrible, but like, I was like, whoa, I want a movie about commercial fishermen. And then we got Muzu. So there you go. There we go. Yeah. Um.
0: Is that is that pretty much all of them? Um. I think. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I think we're good. Um, but that'll do it for this episode. Thank you, uh, Lindsay and Margo. Obviously, they've already left. And then, of course, thank you, Todd, Drew, and McKenna for sticking around uh, for this super long episode—about uh, <laughs> little under two two hours. So, uh, it, I think this episode is longer than most Sundance films. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we have that going for us. But see you guys on the next episode. Probably going to be uh, Malcolm Marie, Malcolm and Marie, and probably. Um, a WandaVision recap depending on uh, when I see episode 4 because Kizit might come back and we might talk about that but again thank you guys for checking this out and uh, feel free if you can comment or just reach out uh, if you have any of your favorites at Sundance uh, because I'd love to hear because there's been a wide variety of opinions uh, from Sundance Um, yeah
3: definitely (laughs)
0: It'll be fun to see how these shake out, but see ya. Bye. Bye.